life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow, more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. Let's check this level out right here. Okay, you guys are kind of in a weird. Uh, I've been doing this podcast for a very, very long time, um, but you're in a weird situation where I had to. I was forced to switch software. So this is only my second time using it. So hey, man, we're happy. I'll to try do not to get any glitches in there, or but really, my I've just been re- my mic's been really hot unacceptable. So <laughs> what software is it? Uh, GarageBand. Oh, okay, I was using a completely different an audio software. Can I get a test for us? Hello, this is Forrest Shaw. All right, not bad. You can hold that a little closer to your mouth, probably. <coughs> David there Williams. We, there we go. Uh, Skiddly doop pop pop. Beep beep boop 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 boop. That's, yeah, that's right, a good sweet. test. It's something you, you'll never do yeah. again in your life. Yeah. I talk really loud too, just for the record. Oh, perfect. All right, good. All right, everybody know what we're doing today? I'm saying this loud because this is about as loud as I'm going to get. Okay. Does everybody know what we're doing today? Yeah. Briefly. Just. Telling stories about the road and seeing where it goes, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Check out what's going on over at All Things Comedy. Lots of good stuff over there. I don't need to tell you. You know that. You guys know you guys know All Things Comedy. Come on. Let's 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 not be uh, idiots about this. Um another gorgeous day in Southern California. Holy crap. I love it. It's I just spent the morning at the beach. Not bad. Of course, I was with a kid, so I couldn't really enjoy the beach. I had to worry about him drowning the whole time. That's not fun. I don't know if you ever have your kids drown, David. No, uh, not yet. No, we've been very lucky <laughs> with that. Great. Uh, joining me today, uh, uh, two comics. One I know, one I don't know, which I'm very excited to meet and talk to. Um, and actually, the one I know, I don't really know that well, so I'm excited to talk to him yeah, a little bit more. It was, it was a one-night stand. We're very in and out. Uh, it was two night stamps. You remember that's the, the threesome point. with Wendy? Yeah, it was. A, it was a week of making. Oh yeah, that's right. Isn't that's, that where we met? Uh, three, threesome with Wendy Liebman. All right. Also called a comedy show. I don't know if you. It's not actually a. Threesome. Yeah, that was really specific. I was like, oh, did you just say that by accident? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I knew you were joking, obviously, but I blushed. <laughs> oh, he's kind of obsessed with Wendy Liebman. That's weird. Uh, David Williamson joins us today. Thank you, David, hey, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Happy to be here. And uh, this new gentleman who I just met, uh, Forrest Shaw, joins us. Thanks for uh, coming on to the show, Forrest. Thank you for having me. It's well, nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. I, uh, I'm sorry you had to drive so far. I, I get a lot of shit from that because comics tend to live on the east side of town, and I live on the west side of town. So I appreciate any effort put into oh, the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that. No. But Dave told me it was in a different place. I know. So. It's my fault, dude. I, didn't... <laughs> I don't mind the driving. I just mentally wasn't ready to do that. You know, but right. I'm fine. I'm fine here. I, I come to the side of town all the time. Okay, and good. I live super close to here, but I just happen to be as far west in Los Angeles as you could possibly get from meeting <laughs> earlier. So east. I had to book it over. Oh, yeah. East, east. yeah. We're from so. Florida. I do that. I'll, you do yeah, that because you're from Florida, right? Yeah. The east-west thing is so difficult to train your brain. The, the, really? water, the water in Miami is to the east. Of course. And he goes oh. to the West. And that's how I would always orient myself. Sure. Like, we're going yeah. East West. And I still will have to like sit and think about it. Like, West. What you know. You just yeah. did it. I know that's why you oh, did it. It's yeah. so tough. It's oh, that's so hilarious. Because that's how I orient myself. Okay, the water's to the west. Yeah. So, so if you went to Miami, you'd be screwed. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's exactly I'm it. never going to Miami. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're both from there, so this is going to yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what's wrong with yeah. your hometown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the people. Actually, <laughs> I fly into Miami because my wife's from Fort Lauderdale, so we fly into Miami yeah, and, yeah. and then drive it up because I don't think there's a straight through to Fort Lauderdale anymore. Uh, yeah, there is, man. There depends is? That depends what airline. Yeah. Oh, okay. We it's actually, Fort, Virgin. That, Virgin. Virgin goes yeah. to Fort Lauderdale now? Pretty sure. Oh, you know what? It does because yeah. now because I fly only Virgin. Flying now. into FLL Jet is Blue. so nice. Like it's it's such an easy airport to get in and out yeah. of compared to Miami. Yeah, worst carpeting of any airport though. I don't know. Just throwing that in there. <laughs> so, as a, as a, you know, it's just, just some carpet they bought in the '80s when they just, thought like this pattern was going to be cool. It's like yeah. it's tropical slash Miami Vice. You know. It's oh really? Still still rocking it's that just, old kind of. It's just really. It's gross. Duran Duran, kind of neon-y. I get obsessed with patterns, and then a little OCD, so I always stare at things and like figure out like patterns and organization, and then stuff like that will bother me. It, it'll probably be fine for almost everybody else, right. so don't worry about it. <laughs> like, Just flying yeah. before a lot no, of a lot, a lot of people complain about the carpeting in airports. Who, yeah. was, who was that artist from the 80s who did like that, the Miami, kind of that Miami Vice style? Brito? No, Chipotle, 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 yes, Chipotle. <laughs> what are you talking no, about? The great artist Chipotle. Chipotle. What's the guy's name? Does the glass? Chihuly, Chihuly, Chihuly. Yeah, but go. that's not eighties. That's just I'm just throwing out artists stuff. to make it sound. Uh, like well, Brito was the guy. Forced. Brito is the Miami yeah. artist guy. That's kind of like, it, and he and he did the he has the 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 thing in the outfield for the Marlins now that everybody yeah. hates. It spins around when there's a home run. It looks like. Well, well I, didn't he, didn't he do a bunch Nagel. of stuff for uh, Nagel? Nagel. Oh, I don't Nagel know. did kind of like like the Duran Duran oh, cover yeah. Album yeah, yeah, yeah. covers and yeah yeah, yeah. Was... I know what you're talking about now. okay all right yeah. all right yeah. Brito did the uh, Dolphin Stadium too that everyone was like that looks terrible he's the worst they, yeah <laughs> I mean whatever he's he's a millionaire so like what do I know like, he's, he's just gone extremely corporate <laughs> like you know he was oh like, he sold I'm, out fuck yeah. that guy the guy whose style it's not the same as Brito's but it, it's it, there's a similar tone is is uh, Dan Levitard's brother yeah. Lebo, Lebo. Right? Yeah. yeah. Dan Levitard's like a, he's, I don't know if follow sports, but he's, he's a, has a syndicated, he's ESPN show. He's from Miami. He's got right. a show on ESPN. Okay. His brother's an artist. All right. All right. So. Oh, so we'll get back yeah. to sports art talk <laughs> right after this. You're saying you don't follow sports. You're dropping names. I've never freaking heard, man. Yeah. I don't even, what stadium? I've never even done. I'm just, I'm putting my baby monitor up here. So oh, okay. I'm not texting and being a D bag. Nah, it's, it's cool. just, uh, okay. I went to play this poker game the other night. I was telling you about, yeah. And, uh, my kid's three, and all these guys are about five or ten years older than me, and so all their kids are grown and everything, and they're like, what, what is that? What is that? I'm like, oh, it's the baby monitor on my phone. What? You can put it on your phone, and you can, like, leave the house? Like, is anybody at your house right now? <laughs> like, they thought I was watching my kid, uh, yeah, and yeah. nobody else was home, but I was just keeping an eye on it because my wife was home, and I don't trust her. I'm amazed you can do that anyway. Do yeah, you have any? Well, no, your kids are. Not babies anymore. No, no. I was watching this from the like on Vegas uh, from the road in Chicago. Yeah, I was just I was just watching the. You just like to watch a kid sleep. Well, you you know, it's you know, I miss I miss my kid when I'm out. You know, I'm I'm like what I like to call a good father, David. You can you can define yourself however you want. Well, I I mean, my kids are older. They're six and eight now. We we do a lot of the FaceTime, and when I'm on the road, that makes a big difference to be able to kind of check in and see their faces. And yeah, for sure. And it's a lot easier than Skype. It's much easier to be an absentee father these days <laughs> and feel not guilty about it. Dad, you were never there. What are you talking about? I was on hey, Skype. Hey, I was hey, always there all the time. We FaceTimed at least six minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> what was So how long have you guys been out of Miami? 
We both moved out here about the same time. Uh, was it I've been here about two years. Yeah, a little, little over, over two years, yeah, I like think, so. right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I left Miami first because me and my wife and my kids, we traveled in an RV from Florida to here. Uh-huh. We ended up doing that for about a year and a half. And then when I got to L.A. to settle, it was about the same time. Forrest was moving here as well. So we both settled in L.A. around the same time. So you took a, a year and a half road trip? Yeah, it was supposed to be four months just from L.A. to, to uh, uh, from Miami to L.A. Right. And I booked up, you know, uh, consecutive weekends along the way. And it ended up going so great and being so fun. We did it for a year and a half. Dude, that's rad. Yeah, it was that really That sounds neat. pretty awesome. Yeah, it worked out cool. And then we ended up living in it for a little while in L.A. till we found our house. You know, we were, like, kind of bouncing around uh-huh. the RV parks in Long Beach and Malibu and right. stuff like that. Yeah, so, they're, they're featured on Nickelodeon, too. As that, uh, we did, like, that, a web series. Yeah, yeah web series. Nick Mom on that channel, Nick Mom, for them. Oh, yeah? What was but it called? It's called uh, Williamson Family Road Journal. Very, and I just yeah. did. I basically just edited together like two minutes of home movies for them and sent it to them every week. And oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so, well, you just find an RV park, and then how do you get to the clubs? Manager pick you up. So we had you a travel a scooter? trailer. So we had a travel trailer. I have used a scooter to get there before, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we'd have a a, a, a Chevy Tahoe, and I pull a twenty five foot travel trailer. So wherever we're gonna stay, you know, we'd get in there like a day early and I or two days early or whatever. We'd set up. So we'd set up camp. And then when I had to go to my shows at night, you know, I would just take the truck and go. And, That's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, it worked out really well. Oh, and how'd the family adjust to that? Was it really? Oh, they loved it, dude. Yeah. I mean, we knew immediately it was going to be like I knew it was going to go one of two ways when we took out, pulled out of town, and luckily it went the right direction. Where everyone <laughs> really had a, a good time. Like the the first day we we pulled into Tampa, I had chosen Tampa, so like, you know. W- I wasn't good at driving or parking or doing anything with the trailer yet. Sure. And we got it there like midnight and it was like super dark and I got everything set up. And then the next day I was doing some projects, you know, we just bought the trailer and I'm trying to like, you know, work with everything. So it was the first day of this entire trip. And my son picks up one of my tools and shoves it into uh, an electrical socket out in front of the <laughs> out in front of the, the thing. And you're wondering and, why I'm monitoring my kid on yeah, the front right. forest. Come on. <laughs> and it, it, it didn't hurt him bad, but it, I definitely heard. I'm like, Owen, where are you? And I just heard just like a like one of the, <laughs> And I go out, and he's just like staring at me blankly. And I'm like, did you just shove that in? I'm like, on day one, you know, we're telling our parents we're going to do this big trip. And they're like, you're crazy. And then can you imagine that phone call? Yeah. Like, uh, trip's canceled. <laughs> Kids in the hospital already. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How long did it take you to book that? Well, you know, the, at first it was difficult. Like, it took me, I mean, I started working on it, like, you know, obviously earlier in that year. Mm-hmm. And I just plastered a bunch of clubs. And whether it was feature work or headline work or whatever, I was right. just like, hey, I want to work your club. And then when they got back to me, I said, you don't have to give me lodging if you book me in this little uh, window of time. And so a lot of them took me up on that. And a lot of them ended up paying me for the lodging anyways, you know? Ah, pretty sweet. Um, so it kind of, I used that as leverage. And, uh, and it just kind of filled in the blanks. I mean, I, I, think, I think we were supposed to take that trip. We got very lucky. Yeah. The way it just kind of all fell together geographically. Sure, that's a great. That's a pretty. Uh, I would have just had you on and talked about that for an hour. Yeah, oh, Forrest, can you take yeah. off, man? All right. I mean, I'll yeah. just sit here and listen to it. It's fine. I'll just throw <laughs> Forrest, in. how long did it take yeah. you to get out here? Five days. It was a lot shorter. Oh, you drove. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> it was just him and his cat in <laughs> a Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, it's me and my cat and all my belongings uh, that I was gonna bring out here temporarily, at least. And then um, only one snafu in the middle of Texas where nothing is. So oh yeah. That's, yeah. The. Uh, 
I, I broke it up in the five days. I could have done it in four days, but you know, it, <laughs> it's gonna sound for you guys with kids. I was like, I was worried how my cat was gonna handle the trip. <laughs> so, so I got, I got her this. Uh, I got her this this thunder jacket. It's called Thunder Shirt. Thunder? They have it for dog, like they, for thunder or fireworks or stuff like that. Animals get like really scared a lot sure, of times. Yeah. So they have these things. Same thing when you swaddle an infant. You know, it's the same concept. You I, put, you I swore you just said swaddle. I thought he said swallow. Swaddle. Also. swaddle. I don't know what kind of like yeah, fucking you put, you saber tight, you know, tooth cat. What are those you're things? Those, about? those little wraps you put babies in, and it, it's it's a it's a pressure thing that yeah. Yeah. comes in that. So I so she did good though. We were cruising. The only thing the only thing that was about I, I got. If you've ever driven in between on I-10, in between San Antonio and El Paso, it's about I don't know 800 miles yeah. of, of nothing. And when I say nothing, it's not even like oh yeah, there's like a 7-Eleven and so, like there's nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I of course got a flat tire and ran out of gas at the same time. Oh. And the gas thing was I just didn't know where there was, you know. Yeah. And then I there was I didn't have any jack. I somehow managed to get my tire up. I had to unload the car and then I had to go to the some town. Jack Daniels, he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> Fort, yeah. Fort, Fort Stockton. This is what this is how small the town was where I had to get my tire. When I asked the guy, when I pulled the car up and, he, and I asked him about the tire, he took out a notebook with index cards. And he goes to look at the, that was his computer. And he goes, we have it in the warehouse. Like, I was like, it's such a small, why would there be a warehouse? Why wouldn't you just have a shit? And why, and I, why are you using the Dewey Decimal System yeah. for this? That's what I said to him. I go, I go, oh, you guys, no computers, huh? He goes, nah, don't trust them. He goes, and literally, <laughs> literally went from, from don't trust computers immediately. Not even like there, I can tell you the six degrees to, yeah, and next thing you know, government's gonna come and take your guns, and then I'm like, "All right, we're already done." Yeah. Like, conspiracy. That's like, let's settle down. But yeah. that I think guy it, had to have ended that whole thing with Obama, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I I didn't want to bring that up, but yeah. I'm assuming that he wouldn't have been, been there for two days. Favorable. Yeah, he was just I was just agreeing with everything. Like you know, you're in that town. You don't care. You don't have no beliefs when you're in a town trying to get a tire fixed. Oh, you're yeah. just oh. agreeing like, yeah, yeah, government guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. fucking no, I call dead hands <laughs> is when they're going to take this jack, right? We are talking about jacks? Yeah. When yeah. I drove out here, I drove out here from New Jersey, and I took the southern route. So I, w- I guess it was like 95 to like 40 to 10 or something like that. Yeah. And between Knoxville and my plan was to get, I got tires, but I didn't have any spare tires. My plan was to drive to Memphis where my grandfather lived who ran a junkyard and he would just hook me up with some tires. And somewhere between Knoxville and Memphis, I got a flat on a Saturday night. Yeah. Woke up Sunday morning to nobody works in, yeah, Sunday, in the Bible belt, you sure. know? So I find this is uh, no cell phone because this was uh, mid 90s. So had to th- hitchhike. First of all, I had to sleep in the car. My buddy drove with me. <laughs> had to sleep in the car. So every time a semi went by, yeah. the car's just shaking. Hitchhike to a truck stop. Finally found a guy. Hitchhiked back to the car. <laughs> he he met us there. Towed our car, I don't know, 10, 15 miles off the highway to a junkyard. It was like, uh, what y'all need? It's like, oh, we need a spare tire. Jack and a lug wrench. Boom. Yeah. Go pick one. <laughs> so we had to go through the junkyard, fucking jack it up ourselves, take off the tire ourselves, wheel it out, mount it, and he's like, "All right, hundred and thirty dollars, like for a spare tire." Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can leave it demand. here if you yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be expensive now, bastard. What? That would be like you could get a new tire for that now. Yeah. 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 
in 2000. Like, yeah. This is but the he 90s. Just, he like, just was like, yeah. what are you, well, well, find another place in Tennessee that's open on Sunday that's going to charge you less. I'm like you Yeah, bastard. those people. I, I used to have a 1977 Dodge Aspen when I was in college, and it was my aunt's car. And when she owned she owned it for, I don't let's say 20 years or something, and she had this, like, log of the, when she would went to pick up uh, milk and lettuce. <laughs> Two miles, you know. And then she had like a, I took it up to Ithaca, New York, from Florida. Oh, that's, uh, that's a haul. Delivered pizzas in it. Yeah, it did not like that. It did, those cars weren't into salt, you know, on the road <laughs> and and rusting and just cold. The whole the whole ceiling. The first night I was there was negative ten. The whole ceiling fell. Like all the glue just went and, and shattered and then like fell. The whole dashboard just cracked. It looked, looked like an earthquake. And, yeah, like, yeah. Fissures, yeah. you know, like just the next morning. Wouldn't start. It was just. You're describing every car every friend of mine had in yeah. high school in Jersey. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I I kept running off the road in this car because I didn't know how to drive in the snow, let alone in this this old car. And they that would be the conversation every time. This tow truck would just come by. It'd be snowing. You'd be in a ditch. And be like, uh, can you help me get out? And they're like, Yeah, 150 bucks. I was like, No, I don't have a. All right, see you later. Like, ah, I'll come up with that. It's like, oh god. See, I grew up in the car business and. uh you know, not to sound like a little snotty kid or whatever, oh, but uh, here it comes. <laughs> but, you know, I always Ooh, had car business, Mr. <laughs> Hoity Toity. <laughs> I always had like company cars, you know, so I always oh, had sweet. cars that were fairly new and with like factory warranties and stuff. So when I left the business to become, uh, you know, a road comic, essentially, uh, the first time my car broke down, it was like the first time I ever dealt with that in my life. Oh, really? I'm like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I've been dealing, I've been helping other people with this problem for decades, but it's never happened to me before, you know? Yeah. So that was in, uh, I was doing a gig somewhere in Central Florida, and uh, I can't remember where, but it was one of my first, like, you know, first full weekends being a road comic or whatever. I'm driving back, and I know Christy, uh, we had, I, I know we had at least one kid at the time. Maybe we just had our second. Is Christy your wife? My wife, yeah. Okay. So she's just waiting for me to get home. She's getting used to being married to, you know, a comic who leaves every weekend at the time, too. And so I'm sure I drank too much the night before and was taking, you know, overslept. And and my car was, like, burning gas too fast. It was having an issue. And I just ran out of gas, like, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, <clears throat> the car was just running so rich, you know? So, uh I called roadside and they brought me some more gas. So I waited like an hour on the side of the same thing like you said with the Mack trucks going by. Yeah, yeah. And it was 100 degrees in Florida. Oof. And so I, they, they bring you only five gallons at a time. So I filled up the five gallons and I started going and the car is burning the gas quick again. I'm like, if I, if I break down again, I'm going to have to wait another hour for right. someone to bring <laughs> me gas, you know? So I, I barely on fumes pull into this gas station and I call roadside and I'm like, hey, I need a... Uh, you know, I need to get this towed. And they're like, oh, we can't come till tomorrow. So I called the dealership, and the dealership's like, we'll use our guys. But now the, the, the tow truck had to come from Miami. So I got to wait like two and a half hours away from Miami for right. a tow truck to drive from Miami to come get me and then drive back to Miami, you know? So I'm in this like middle of nowhere. I don't know if you can tell which exit this is for us. I don't remember the name of it. but uh, On the turnpike? Uh, no, I think it was on 95, I want to say. So I go into the gas station. It's the only thing on the exit. And I'm like, is there somewhere, anywhere that I can, like, eat or sit or something? And they're like, well, there's a little restaurant down the street. So I'm walking down this country road. And I get to it. And it was, like, something out of, uh, I don't know, like a vampire movie, like Dust Till Dawn or something. Right. It was just this place called, like, 
the something in, the welcome in, or something like that, you know, and at a barbecue restaurant, and there's, like, a dude making ribs, and there's all biker gangs in there and stuff, and I immediately just thought, like, this is either going to be an amazing experience, <laughs> or I'm going to die. One of the two. Like, it or a combination. I don't know where that is, no. I don't, I don't even... It was... Uh, I'll, I'll think of the name of it in a second. So I'm assuming it was fun? It was... Uh, the, the ribs were awesome. I got, like, a pitcher of beer for, like, three bucks, <laughs> and I uh, pulled out my computer and did some writing, and... Are you part and, of the uh, one percenters now? The bike gang? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got tattooed. Yeah. Two percenters. Yeah. But then the, the tow yeah. truck... Are they two percenters? one percenter. No, one percenters are the rich people. I thought it was uh, the one. I don't know. I thought one two percenters were. Let's the, go with it. All right, we're going. I got with a it. phone here. I can look it up. All right, but then the tow. You know what I meant the, though. The, the yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, at first I was like, oh, hoity-toity. Oh no, he meant the biker, the illegal biker gangs. Okay, the let's call him a three patcher. The tow truck drive home though was one of the worst experiences of my life because this dude uh, didn't have the AC on. He he insisted on having the windows down. And right. He smoked a cigarette the whole way back. <laughs> So it was just like <laughs> you're in one of those like shake those things you shake up with like all the snowflakes and yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was just like that ashes. cigarette ashes in the cab. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mind over matter. I got towed one time on the road by a uh, a tow truck driver who he must have just since he was two wanted to be a tow truck driver. <laughs> he was all about it. He lo- he w- he told me story like uh, he uh, told yeah. me stories and he ended every story with I tell you what. I wouldn't trade this job for the world. <laughs> You're like, all like, right, good pal. for you, man. I mean, this guy gets up and skips to the tow truck every day. You gotta morning. admire people good like news, that. Good news, no man. one's trading you the world for that job. So <laughs> yeah. You're all safe. It's one percenter. It is one percenter. But I, you made me question that too, because that does it is weird that like that the one percenter is vastly different things. Like yeah, that. yeah. One <laughs> so. percenter is the elite, the richest in the country, yeah. and also the, the, uh, elite, the, yeah, the illegal outlaw biker yeah. gangs. The people you don't want to Oh, maybe with. they, you know how uh, bike gangs enjoy using uh, irony when they name themselves. <laughs> yes, well, no, they've been around. You know, I know that, that I was pretty sure I knew that a friend of mine, Michael Upright, is a photographer. He, um, he lives out here now. He, he, did, he has a book called The One Percenters. I have oh, it. Oh, okay. And it's all, they allowed him to take, like, kind of live amongst amongst them right right take like these you know very candid photos of, wow that's impressive of, this, of the real bike gangs not these not whatever that movie was with john travolta and tim allen you're plugging but, a lot of people today is lebo doing an art podcast uh, right now no. going hey guys hey. Uh, you should check out for shaw okay before i forget though <laughs> that you, when you were talking about your trailer and leaving and stuff i was reminded i was just you know you, you associate all the things uh dave had these big garage sale before he left to get rid of a lot, most of his yeah, crap. Uh, my whole life. <laughs> and then whatever they weren't going to put in storage. And then, you know, cause, and uh, he had this beer collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How he, long did you have that beer collection? Man, I had been, I started that easily when I was like a freshman in high school yeah. or something. So he had like, what, like 50 beers? Yeah, easily. Like, like, and he was trying to sell full? it at a garage sale. Yeah, full. <laughs> like, hey, you could put this on a wall. Like, like, if you're if you're if you're 19, this would be really yeah. cool. <laughs> like you know, when you're a kid, like you like keep like uh, like a Bud Light like bottle up on your shelf, and you think you're cool, yeah. right? And then you have like a course. Like, well, I grew mine, and then like when I traveled, I would like buy beers from that region. So I had like, and I'm sure my uncle like signed up for like a beer of the month club, and then never drank them, so I'd always steal like one of those. So I had like 60 bottles of beer that were from all over the world, you know. Let, me, he ask, let budge, me ask you this: you wouldn't budge in the price. How many beer? How many did you have on the wall there? Probably 50 or 60, yeah. yeah. Um, what would happen if one of them should fall? Oh, man. 
I thought you were going to make him an offer. I know. <laughs> I got real excited. I perked up there, right? No, I Dave. thought I'd do a stupid song joke instead. <laughs> During the, the garage sale, people would come in, and they would, like, they'd show some interest, and they'd be like, how much is the beer class? You had it like way overpriced. Like, $30 firm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Very, very nostalgic. Like, like nothing... your wife and your mom were just like, Get, just stop. There's nothing $30 at a yard sale. I know. My, you know he wouldn't a, budge on it. You get it a couch some... for 25 yeah. my, my wife still references that all the time. Yeah, she she's does. Like, I'm like, nah, babe, I'm going to get rid of that she's like yeah like your beer collection <laughs> it was like so heavy and i moved it from like place to place like every year when we moved uh, so yeah, did you have to wrap each individual yeah bottle? individually with newspapers it's, it's and tape now, and, right oh yeah and you're my favorite i kept i kept some of the ones that were actually like you know worthwhile and i ended up tossing what them. what are they worthwhile what are you gonna be? well like i have a can i still have a can a full can of uh, see this kids this beer right here hey this some people some people collect baseball cards <laughs> some people appreciate a good beer like, but my prize collection is a billy beer which is uh was oh, made sure. by billy carter back in uh the 70s and they're kind of rare and you know, a couple other. <laughs> now I could understand, like I, I can understand collecting beer cans or beer bottles, but full ones. It's not like you're taking a 1933 Batman out of the. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe it's worth yeah, more it's with the beer in it. Look, man, when, <laughs> when shit hits the fan, and uh, and I have a stockpile of uh, very oh, worthwhile yeah. beers, we'll sure. see who you guys uh, what yeah, right. what song you're singing there. I'm sure, there's no growth in those beers yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's just really tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the sun, here, in Billy Beer can buy this thirty-five dollars yeah. sickness yeah. in a bottle. Billy <laughs> Beer probably tastes like shit in the seventies. It's right. probably not cool. <laughs> much of a downgrade. So how how is that comedy scene in New York? I'm I'm New York. Hi, I get New York and Florida confused all the time. New York's pretty good. Forest. Yeah. I hear New York's great. <laughs> New York is a really up and coming scene. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if you know this, but from our one percenter or two percenter discussion, I'm a moron. So don't even <laughs> if I question any of your facts, just say shut up, moron. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, how's the uh, Florida scene? The, the, you want to tackle this first? first? Uh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> now, I would imagine just because <laughs> I go to Florida quite often, but I usually only perform in the Fort Lauderdale, West Palm area yeah. Um, yeah. because Florida is fucking long as shit. Yeah. It's, it, what is it? Six hours top to bottom? Uh, more well, than well, that, yeah. I mean, it, more it, it depends that? what you consider bottom. If you go to Key West, obviously it's in further. But if oh, you, right. but like Miami to the Georgia line, straight up ninety five is about six and a half hours. Jeez. Probably I mean, that's seven hours. That's if you're doing good, seven time, hours, you know? maybe. yeah, seven yeah, hours. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, and then if you want to curl around the Panhandle and head towards LA, like you did, like we oh did, right, like, I'm not even like if you go up that seventy five, that's going to take you about fifteen hours. To get out of Florida. Oh, to get from Miami, fifteen probably. Right? Oh yeah. Something What's like what is that border? Louisiana, thirteen, something like that. Uh, Alabama. It's it's Alabama, Alabama and then Mobile. Mobile. Louisiana Mobile. probably like just the tip, maybe like. No, no, you go, you go into Alabama briefly. It's Mobile, and then you just, and then you're immediately in you're in Mississippi, Biloxi for a second. Okay. It's like yeah. It's those little pieces that they drew in right, there, right. so they could touch the Gulf of Mexico, those right. states. Exactly. And then you're in Louisiana for a stretch, though, because you come in New Orleans, you go all the way across to Texas. So you're saying 15 hours from Miami to Mobile? Uh, yeah, 13, wow. 15, somewhere That's in that amazing. range. Let's say 13, 14, something like that. There That's was a amazing. comedy club in Mobile. You did that bonkers, right? I never did that, man. The legendary Florida bonkers guy? Yeah, they had yeah. a... Yeah, Joe Sanfilippo, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They had a, Sanfilippo. They had a club in Mobile, Alabama, and it was... the. I'm not gonna say it was the worst gig because nobody was there. What, then, there wasn't even enough people there for it to be a bad gig. <laughs> but it was a nice like, hotel, yeah, yeah. right? The it hotel was, like a was cool hotel. unbelievable. Yeah. It was this. It was it was a Marriott, but the there was a new ver new portion of it. But then it was attached to this old portion that was like Andrew Jackson's 
headquarters right. for the f- during the war. So it was this really old building in the middle of, of the old historic Mobile, which just kind of looks like New Orleans. They actually uh-huh. claim that they started Mar- Mardi Gras in, New or- in Mobile. Yep. And there's this crazy dude that white guy that would have an Indian headdress on. His name was like Crazy Bill or something, and he was really drunk, and he's like, we started Mardi Gras. Crazy, crazy like, Bill Mardi Gras. <laughs> it crazy. might not be Bill, but he had an Indian head. And so you'd stayed in this unbelievably huge, awesome hotel that was attached to the modern version with like an infinity pool on the roof. Infinity and, pool? Yeah. Oh. And it was like this amazing, and then and you were, and it was a really cool town. Like Mobile's a really, really cool town. Yeah, it is. I've been there. And, uh, and then you would go down to like this pizza joint at the bottom of the I think it's still going on if you want. Yeah. you go down there and then I did it three times I think and every time they'd be like yeah you know we're trying to get some people in here whatever <laughs> like, hey, we're still <laughs> building after seven years and you were like, like in a, a corner by a staircase and getting just, the word out I was like it's fine I mean I don't know how this is how this is working for yeah, working right. for us we're making money off of it and I'm sure bonkers is you know but um but yeah, so I'll, I'll try to answer your question. Oh yeah, South Florida comedies or Florida, Florida just Florida in general. So I think uh, it has. Reviews. I want to hear more it, about Bonkers. Okay. <laughs> Don't they have a we bunch get in to Florida? That, yeah. Oh yeah, so, they got so, out here too and in Vegas, Vegas too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bonkers was, I think, part of the reason why. Um, not speaking for how the scene is right now, but I'll, just for like how it was when Forrest and I came up there. I, I think it was a good place for us because oh, yeah. we caught it right at a time when like um, so. There was uh, three improvs within, you know, two-hour drives of our house. South Florida. And then there was also... So Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, Miami, and Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami's gone, right? And then Miami's, Miami's gone. gone. Yeah. All the same owners. All so the same like owners. So you got it with one. one you're in all yeah. of them. Sure. And, yeah. then, uh, and then there was also a club over in Marco Island at the time called Captain Brian's Off the Hook Comedy Club. <laughs> and so between those four, you know... Such a Florida if name. We were, if you were in the, the group, which Forrest and I got into as we came up, you know, of, of people that they worked regularly, you know, you could get either MC or feature work almost every weekend. Oh, know? that's great. So we, we yeah. got a lot of, like, you know, a lot of time on stage working with, like, you know, A headliners, too, mm-hmm. you know? And then once we got to the point where we could start headlining, um, then some, like, one-nighters kind of started popping up around town, and also we started getting with bonkers. Mm-hmm. So we could, we could, you know, open for an A headliner and kind of learn from watching them and being around them. And then the next weekend, we could go do our own headline weekend up in Daytona or something. And do you know? the headliner's material, because he's not going to do of that course, room. Yeah. Sure, I mean, yeah. What's he going to do? we did in Florida. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, so it was a good mix, man, just to keep you busy, I would say. Yeah, and there was, there was, there was three, I think at one time there was three or four bonkers clubs just in the Orlando area. Yeah, really? One in Ocala, one in Daytona. Uh, one just outside of Tampa they had for a little while, and they had all these one-nighters and stuff. And so, I mean, I, I was just in Orlando this past week uh, for just one night, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been there in a while, and it just had flashbacks. So I was, to where I was like, I was here every other weekend yeah. like, for a <laughs> long time. And, you know, with Bonkers, it was like, Look, it's the, now you look back. You're, you're like, oh, I can't. I wouldn't be able to work for that much money. No, and this man, money but, was terrible. But to be able to learn how to to do time and 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 do sets that long, and then you know, and as long as you approach it where you're like, all right, I'm not going to give in. Sometimes these crowds are going to be filled with hillbillies, and you're going to want to like go to the common denominator and be like, ah, but you, you, yeah, if fart. you just kind of stuck with your material, you're like, all right, this is going to make me better in the long run. So right. It, it was a good it, training yeah. ground. Yeah, 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 definitely. Especially like that Ocala club. Some nights it'd be great, and other nights it would just be like filled with people that despised you. That because it was it basically was uh, the Ocala club. And and now it's like in it's some they still have it there, but I don't know what it's in. But it originally was in a 
and a giant complex that half of it was a line dancing bar and the other half was a hip hop club. Oh. So what could go wrong there, right? And then, uh, and literally it was connected by- Both a, sides by have a, to check their guns at the door. By a hallway where the bathrooms were. Yeah. 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 So it was like, and so they, it would, you'd be in the hip hop version of it for your show and they would just open it up a little early. It didn't, there was no skin off their teeth. They were like, oh, we can sell alcohol earlier. So right. And you go up there and, and sometimes it'd be great. And then other times there was people that were just like, we just came here early to drink and we don't like your, your city- City mm. style, <laughs> your city <laughs> jokes. <laughs> but then when, yeah. we, when we first started, there wasn't really like the improv was it, man. No. There was nothing else. And then we, uh, Forrest actually started a, a little bar show at Bougainvilliers so with we, Tim Golden. Yeah, yeah. So we had one Is bar show Miami? in town. Yeah. It's, okay. That's yeah. definitely in Miami. And then, uh, and then as the years went on, like more and more comics started popping up around town and mm. started started their own stuff and. You know, for a while, I mean, when Freddie Stebbins had his room going and Coral Gables and uh, John Martin's. Yeah. yeah, he has one of the tours now. I did it when I was down there. Yeah, it was, but, it was fun. But, you know, there was there was a couple really there was a the scene got good right when like Forrest and I, I would say, needed it to be good for like where we were at in our career. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I would say like like a lot of things, you're always you're always going to favor what you what you are familiar with so yeah. it'd be easier for us to say well when we were doing it it was it was at one of the peaks of what it would be at but i, I still think it is cuz i look back like you see the pictures of the of the com the comics that we were kind of started with it was we're all first of all still doing it sure that's yeah. one thing yeah and then all, and for the most part everyone is successful you know successful in the way you know not obviously we don't have you know our own sitcoms sure. and like, but you know you we're, we're you making a living doing it you, you haven't know? won the comedy lottery I yeah like to call but it. i mean yeah. you know we're varying... become the top one percent of comedy yeah <laughs> yeah we're in the 15 percent 15 percent but i you know i i think one of the problems with south florida or florida in general is it's very isolated from the rest of the country mm -hmm. and as i went when we started social media and and like it was just myspace sort of was coming along right twitter obviously wasn't there facebook wasn't really a thing yet and i was and so you you really i feel like it's between it being an isolated comedy scene in general because sure. it's like an island and then now you have this proliferation of hey the kind of look at me i can post up and if if no one's checking that because no one is down there because it's not like you're in the middle of the country and there's it's it, people don't know what's going on you know yeah right. that i feel like it's done a disservice to the scene on there because I don't think people are getting checked as much. Yeah, like if I got if I went up on stage and did something hacky when we were first starting off, and I got off stage and was like, "Man, that went really well." Uh, I had people like Forrest and Oni Perez and Lisa Correo to go, "Man, that was a hacky joke. Like, shut up. Like, you know, like put put me in place." And now I don't know if there's really if they, if they if people do that for each other as much, you know, it's like and not they, only that, it's like this whole then they put it up on Facebook and then their aunt's like, you've always been the funniest. <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. Like, and yeah. the cutest. Yeah. Like, look, the stand up comedy, you're, it, it, it's, it's not supposed to be. This is my opinion. It's not supposed to be the supportive, nurturing environment. It's supposed <laughs> to be brutal, like honest and like, you know, hard. Yeah. And it's and now it's like, oh, yeah, we. We have this show. I don't know. I just it's it's me being an old man too. No, but it's I, like, I, but I feel like I feel like, and even the comics that were there before us and stuff that were like we start that would you know take us on the road or we became friends. Like they would still there was still this system in place there, and I feel like it's it's so isolated from the rest of the country that the bad habits tend to form. Sure, and then there's bad uh, 
Then there's like um, stereotypes of what comedy is from Florida. And generally, if you ask comics around the country, they're like, oh, Florida is blah, 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 mm -hmm. whatever. But it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's definitely a whole huge element of that. But there's still a lot of good comics that have come from there. There's still good comics that are there. Yeah. You know? And I mean, some of the. I've been meeting the, a lot of them lately. That's why I was asking you guys yeah, about the same. Some of the biggest know? comics in, right, right now are from still from Florida, you know. I mean, you know, Daniel Tasha's from Florida. Right. Regan. Ryan Regan's we did a countdown yeah. one yeah. time yeah. on this for yeah. Florida. Regan. Burt Kreischer. Kreischer. Um, uh, Billy Gardell, right? Well, yeah. He's from Pittsburgh, but he's. But he, he, he kind of cut yeah. his teeth with, like, the, like the, down there in, mm -hmm. in Florida. He worked a lot for Bonkers and them. He even went back, even after Mike and Molly went back, did that set at that bowling alley. Yeah. Billy Gardell. Yeah. Might be the nicest guy in comedy. Sure, yeah, I mean I agree that with guy that. has. I ran into him in the Valley. This was last year, and I, I'd featured for him once. And uh, I just said, "Oh man, I, I saw you're at the Improv the other, you know, coming up in like two weeks." So I put in my avails to feature for you, and he goes, "Who do I have to call?" Yeah, and I said, "You don't have to call anybody. Just <laughs> yeah. tell him, tell me you won't want me to do it, and I'll make the call." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. come on." So nice. the guy would go out of his way to call Katie yeah, at man. the Improv to give me a weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, he he recently called me for a, a gig too. I was like, style of blue. it's like, yeah, he's a super nice guy, man. Billy, yeah, sure. Billy Gardell's never called me. He, well, <laughs> when he called me, he said, "Don't tell David." Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the uh, was it the Coconut Grove down there in Miami? Is yeah, that before you guys was the this time? That was the improv. that was where the improv was. Okay, they I heard the Miami improv is Coconut. That Grove. was okay. a very volatile part of town. I think to run a business just in general. Well, Al Madrigal told a story on here. About I was there that night. You were not. I was, man. Yes, that's awesome. That was one of the most amazing to this day. Wait, was I, I worked with Al most, a lot of the time when he could come down to Miami. I, 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 I want to say, I don't remember if it was a Wednesday or Thursday, but it was some random night. And I'd never seen Al before. And somebody told me you got to check him out. And yeah. So I pop over to the, the improv just to sit in the back of the room and watch the show. And I got there a little late. And Al's up there just like, it was... A, what can someone be? I feel like this is why Miami gets a bad rap too <laughs> in the comedy scene. Is that uh, not always be, not because of the comics? Like I think the comics for the most part are you know uh, we just kind of went over sure sure yeah. but I think that the audience can just like most of Fl Florida get really wacky at, at some points you know yeah which is another th the reason why I think uh, we, it was a good place to come up it's a party was, town yeah so. Uh, so there was just this out of control crowd, so so disjointed, and Al's doing his best, and there was this lady sitting uh, middle, kind of halfway back, uh -huh. and it was, she was a like an older black lady, if I remember correctly, and she had this a ridiculous like Sunday best. Like, yeah, I was hosting the show. Were you there? You yeah, remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you guys are there. She had a oh, yellow great. dress and this hat with this giant feather on it, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and so she was calling all this attention to herself. Yeah. And Al was like dealing with her the whole time. And then finally, after like going back and forth with her for most of the show, she just out of nowhere just vomits on her table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Al's like, what's happening? Like, you know, and she tried to play it off like it didn't just happen. And he's like, I can't continue a comedy show. He's like, we need to do something about yeah, it. And right. they turned the lights on, yeah, and then yeah. finally they came. Like It was like everyone was just not going to address it, and then it would go away. <laughs> she so they had to clean up vomit. <laughs> I didn't know you were there, because like, she was like going to the Kentucky Derby, basically. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think Matt Fulgeron was, was middling. Because I, 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 I had worked with Al several different times, uh -huh. And um, he was another guy, super nice to me. Oh, super when, cool. I didn't know what I was doing, sure. How, like with comedy, and he would like give me like quick lessons, like where he'd be like, yeah. "All right, you know, with this joke and then this is like a rule of comedy," and, and it really, I mean, literally improved my act. But I remember that lady; she was heckling. 
Because yeah. when I was on stage, I mean, I wasn't in comedy that long. It was, it was early on. Yeah, I, it was very early on for us. So I'm not ready to. Sure. I'm like, please, nobody talk to me stage. <laughs> so it's like this older black lady and all of her friends with their crazy hats, and I don't even know what. I'm just like, ah, just crumbling. And I remember, she was. I think she was being disruptive during. I'm pretty sure it was Matt was there. And um, and then I just remember Al telling me that he was going to handle it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'll take care of it. But he wasn't being super mean. You know, sure, no, yeah. I mean, he's one of the funniest guys, obviously. But, and he has that like almost stream of consciousness style. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I didn't I don't know if that was going to be. That's why I was letting you tell it. But yeah, I thought that's you were going to. That's why I had this weird thing where I was like, I thought I was um, I was working that. <laughs> I, I wasn't working. I was just yeah, okay, sitting in the back of the room. Yeah. Well, here's here's a, here's another here's a reason why I think Miami might get a bad rap is because when I said Al tells this crazy story, uh, you said, "Oh my God, I was there," and it's a completely different story. Oh yeah. So it's a complete. So that oh, no. might be well, why uh, Miami gets a bad rap. Oh, uh, what's Al's story? <laughs> well, well, yeah, where's the He was uh, performing in front of uh, 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 just like this gang, this mops, this gangster, this Miami gangster, and it was his night. Oh, well, and- that could have been too. <laughs> but it was, okay. it was definitely at the Miami Improv. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was definitely. I just hear that. Just I just I do. I hear some really rough stories. Well, that happened that in Phoenix two weeks ago. With me, by the way, there was. People there, there was literally front center from the Mexican cartel, the Scorpion cartel. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. We looked it up on on in Wikipedia and the MC. Uh, They're part of the Uno percent. No, you know what? Hey, come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. nothing really. I think Man. it's the dose percent actually. <laughs> oh, okay, saying. all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the MC looked it up and he, I remember he goes, "The Scorpion cartel. Their, their Scorpion is their symbol." He goes. Oh, this is a really bad cartel, and I was like, "Are there, are there friendly cartels that <laughs> yeah. deal as far as cartels go? This one's really nice." <laughs> they, they sat front center, and they were like, they were, they were like these like mobster guys. Like, yeah. hey, you want you want alcohol? We just all around, and then they just wanted to, and it was like they took over the whole show. But I mean, they were I guess they were good, but that was in Phoenix. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I think what happens in Florida is it's a self perpetuating thing. Like what people because I when I started working the improv there. Literally, the comics would come in. If I didn't headline or middle, whatever, would come in and be like, "I heard this is the worst club in the country." That's how they would start. <laughs> yeah. off. They would literally start off that way. I'm like, "No, it's it's okay." Because I I would tell them like, "Look, I'm white." Like they were like, yeah. "You have to be you have to be black or Latin," and you have to. And I was like, "Nah, I I like it here. I'm fine. Yeah, right, you know, right. I'm not, and I'm not doing like, you know, I'm not doing anything hacky or anything like that. You know, sure. so you could do it. I I think so when you have that come in with that perception and people in L.A. or New York is already telling people that uh, when you go to Miami, just you better. There's definitely ha- incidences that happen there. Right. right. Like, it, it, have you ever had Al Jackson on the show? No, I don't think I know Al Jackson. You should have him on the show. OK. And he was at the show. And this is a, a great story with him and Gary Valentine. OK. Legendary story. From <laughs> I'm not going to tell it because right. it's better that he tells it. Sure. He was there sure. And it's. But you should have he's 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 a, a comic from Cleveland, but started comedy in Miami as well. Okay. And he's you know, he's he's probably the most he's definitely not probably he's the most successful of the crew that we started with. He has a half hour, he just had an hour special, he's mm-hmm. a big he's almost talking head show. It's very funny. So. Great. Yeah, I'll have Al on. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it was people would always do that. You're right. People come in and be like, I've heard this is the worst club. But I, I always loved that club. So do I. But yeah. it just, it definitely, you had to work hard at that club. Like you, you, you well, maybe that's it. Maybe you they're... had to come out and you had to grab the crowd. It was like, like, like the Apollo crowds you see sometimes. Like yeah. They just didn't give you a, 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 a minute to get warmed your, up. Your pacing was going to be different. At yeah. The club. Oh, really? If they didn't like yeah. you, then they weren't going to pay attention. Like, you know, like. <laughs> My pacing, you know, is, 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 is slower, I'd say. Sure. But at that club, you got to. 
and and you're right on top of the crowd too. Low ceilings, kind of almost like a New York style club. Uh-huh. Yeah. Low ceilings, packed in. It was a it was like 350 people, but it looked like it would only be fit 150. I love that. I you know, love it was that. like so it was like yeah, you know. But you'd have to be like ah. ah. <laughs> you still do your material, but you just had to be like con- super confident. Right. You couldn't yeah. come up there like eh. No. Not, or they would just eat you alive. Why is this know? guy so angry about jelly beans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would like this joke. But I prefer a, a compact, low ceiling type. Yeah, I think we were talking about that in it, the green room. The and other it could night. be like I think that for the same, the same part of the spectrum where people said it was a bad room, I think it it could be just as far on the spectrum as like an amazing room. Like somebody like Steve Byrne, for example, like who really like puts a lot of energy. Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Like, like guys like that could go in there and it would be that, like yeah. it would be like a rock concert, yeah. you know? Like you have standing ovations by the end by the end of the show. Although quick quick note to my listeners, if you haven't listened to the Burt Kreischer episode, listen to that episode with Matt Fulcheron. Okay. Yeah. And uh uh he talks about the time he tanked so bad at Miami. Oh really? Yeah, I Bert, would always Bert see him Bert destroy there. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, yeah. it was when he was first started headlining. He had to split the bill with Steve Trevino. Oh, I've heard oh, those stories. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was oh, it, I was. I remember that weekend actually. Yeah. You were there? I would. I would be at the club every week. I don't, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't have of a course. girlfriend or anything at times. So I would just be like at the club, sitting there watching every show. Yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. I'd pretty much seen all the shows there. That's yeah. awesome. You know who else would do well there? And he's not like super high energy. Was Doug Benson would always do well. I remember, I remember seeing him do well there. So I did. Yeah. Um, so this Marco Island club that we used to work to. Is it an actual island? Yes. Is and it it's, down south, like down the Keys? Or? It's straight across from Miami. Across like you, the, the across swamp, the Everglades. basically, yeah. Oh, inland. So, yeah, so like you'd be you cross, southwest. You literally okay. drive southwest. through the Everglades. Yeah. And then it's, 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 it's an island, and it's like the, the city in Demolition Man. Where there's like <laughs> nobody, yeah. There's no trash, and yeah. everybody's happy. Right. Everybody's, everybody's rich and Republican. Oh, and okay, yeah. they're, they're like they're like it, no cursing around. Yeah, it's like not necessarily. And it was a seafood restaurant that would turn into like uh, a comedy club with a headliners. Well, it didn't uh, turn into it. It just was a seafood restaurant. The seafood kind of, restaurant with a stage. Oh, I know, put, I know about this place. We've yeah. talked about this place on the show before. So I, I did a, a New Year's Eve there with um, I think it was New Year's weekend uh, with uh, Bert the, Kreischer. And uh, Bert and I watched two dudes get into a fight right outside the club, and one dude threw the other dude through a, a storefront like glass window. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> yeah, like we were watching it, and like uh, we're trying to video it, but this is like kind of before cell phone videos, where I think we're as good as they are today. And Bert's trying to video it, and then all of a sudden, this dude goes through the glass, and we're like, "Well, that shit just got serious <laughs> real fast." Like, we thought it was just a little skirmish. That's that, like that's like movie fights, man. That oh. club, though, is like I would say is universally disliked by comics. It is universally. I, disliked? I think so, more so than I would say Miami. It's not there anymore. Yeah, or was. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I would hear on whatever radio station, whatever, like like the opening Anthony show, when the, at the time, or you know whatever. Comics would come back from the club and be like, "We're, we're never." It was just a hard place to <laughs> do comedy. I mean, right. everyone there was either entitled, old, or on vacation and been drinking all day. So that was right. the only Oof. demographics. Well, or they drove over from Fort Myers and were like incredible rednecks. Like. I would always say they were just too wealthy. They were so rich they didn't need to laugh because everything was fine. Like, <laughs> like you need to laugh when stuff's difficult. Like if everything's going great, you're just like, "Yeah, we're we're okay." Yeah. You, wake, you wake up laughing uh, when you're yeah. rich. Our mailboxes are manatees. That's what I always have. Yeah, they're manatees and and seahorses that was what i would always say that was like my opener i'd be like dude when when you're when the thing that your bills comes in you like is an expensive piece like when you're <laughs> making art. something fun out of that yeah. like, like your life's going well because normally we just stick a mailbox in a tree like, <laughs> forrest do you have a friend who makes mailbox art that you want to plug right now 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, his name is Jim. No. <laughs> I, uh, I got a couple stories from that place, but one of the cra- uh, still one of the craziest things that happened to me at that club was uh, I was opening for Jim Brewer. And sure. it, was like a, it was like a Tuesday, right? And the place was sold out, packed. So uh, I go up and I, it would, they would do two-man shows there. And uh, he wouldn't give hotels most of the time. So I'd he, never, wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. give hotels. So, yeah, then yeah, okay. so then you'd have I'm to drive home. Nice. The club's not there anymore. Yeah. What do you care? <laughs> so you'd have to drive home across the... The most dangerous highway in the country. Yeah, basically. No lights. Okay, It's a two-lane highway, traffic coming Just head on. It, it's it's about seventy miles across. Seventy miles. Yeah, yeah. seventy. Wow. Well, just two, across it's that like a two-hour drive across yeah. that stretch. Then right. you still had to get through, navigate Miami and all. Oh, okay. Um. So and no lights. Also, it, alligators crossing the road that you yeah. could hit easily. I, I <laughs> Lots killed, of wildlife. I killed like seven turtles, yeah. like soft-shelled turtles that were going across. Or you'd see deer, racket. So you could kill wildlife at any right. point. And if something did go wrong, there's nowhere you could like walk to to get help. Right. No, there yeah. might not be another car that comes by. And you're probably not going to swerve to get out of the way of the alligator, yeah. right? And they, there's nowhere to go. You don't there's see it until you're already on top of it. Yeah, you'll be in the swamp. And every car that comes to you, come coming towards you at 1.30 in the morning, you're like, uh, this car's probably drunk. There's absolutely yeah. no barrier, so <laughs> let's see what happens. Um, and it's, yeah, it's super dangerous road. But thank you. Thanks, thanks guys, for no room. <laughs> we appreciate it. So, so I was there We're on saving a, $100. I was there the on a... roll was $23, but you yeah. can afford... Okay, another here, there, there. Let's I, go. I was there on a, <laughs> on a Tuesday, right? And, uh, and I'm sitting in the back of the room, because it's the only place that there was space to stand, watching Jim Brewer, and he's killing, and I'm enjoying watching him and everything. And then this lady's walking to go to the bathroom, and she sees me, and she like kind of like detours over and comes over to me, and she's uh, she was a very tall, like you know, attractive but ath- like athletic looking, like Serena Williams type black sure. lady, right? Very nice clothes and earrings and everything. And she's like, "You are so funny," and I'm like, "Oh, thank you so much. It's very nice." And she's like, "You you were great that one joke and did it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah," and like. There's all these people around. I'm like, all right, we'll talk after the show, ma'am, right? And she went to the bathroom, and she came back. She tried to talk to me some more, and I'm like trying to be polite. I'm like, all right, ma'am, I'll talk to you after the show, whatever. And she's like, okay, you should come to our bar. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right well, I'll talk to you after, right? So now I'm thinking that she owns a bar on the island. And right. I'm like, I knew that night I wasn't going to go out or have drinks or anything because I had to drive home. You know? Sure. And I, I'm already married and have kids at this point. You know, I probably had a baby at that time, you know? And, uh, and so after, she would not stop talking to me she's had me cornered right and uh she's like oh yeah my husband's here he thought you were hilarious and did it and uh come to our bar come to our-. i'm like no ma'am you know just come have a coffee then i'm like this lady is being very aggressive <laughs> right, right and so finally i'm like no nah, man maybe another time because i'm thinking it'd be nice to know someone who owns a bar on the island like yeah. maybe i will go by because i worked it all the time that place right so then finally like her last ditch effort was she goes uh yeah, she's like, no, seriously, like my, my house is just right down the street, and you're gonna love the bar that my husband built. Just please come by and have a coffee. I'm like, oh wait, she's not, she doesn't own a bar. She's inviting <laughs> me to her house. No, she owns right? a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now I got really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And, and and now she's being less like nice about it. She's almost like browbeating me into coming to her house. I'm like, this lady's into some kinky shit. Like, I don't know what's up. And so her husband comes over, and her husband's taller than she is and looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> and he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And she's like, and then he leaves, and she's like, see, my husband wants you to come over, too. Just come over to our house. And I'm like, oh, this boy. is really uncomfortable. Yeah, and realize. if they, like, if they cornered me in a parking lot, I'm like, there's no <laughs> way I'm taking the two of them. Like, right. you know, she alone could have probably kicked my ass. So then right as I'm, like, now trying to get a little rude and leave, she shoves her purse into my gut. 
She goes, will you hold this for me for a second, please? And then I'm like, oh, and I'm holding her purse. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry if it's heavy, but it's got $2,000 cash in it in case I need it for something. And then she, like, stares at me and looks me in the eyes. I'm like, I think I just got offered to, to, to hook. <laughs> this lady wants to give me $2,000 to go back to her house. Right? Like, this is really uncomfortable. I literally just, like, dropped her purse on the ground and ran. Right. You know? And... Somewhere, a 19-year-old version of me was like, you pussy. You know? <laughs> well, there's a 40-year-old version yeah. of me over here going, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I just, I was so uncomfortable by the uh, the notion that somebody... Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, man. I've, you've, I've ended up at people's houses before, and it's never good. It's not smart. No. You're always at the beginning you're like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Ah, this one will work out. It's never like, all oh, right, we've made <laughs> lifelong friends. They really <laughs> yeah. understand me. Oh, yeah, I'll be down for Christmas. Want to yeah, get the yeah. families together? That's not going to yeah. happen. Because then they realize, too, when you get back to the house, they're like, oh, why do I have this comic back in my house. Yeah, hey, it's not this funny. All I just wonder <laughs> how many situations are, why is they, he crying? They, <laughs> I wonder how many situations they get in where like someone actually takes the cash, you know? You think everywhere they go they're like the cheesecake factory and and his, <laughs> this guy's like, "Oh shit, my wife's trying to pay the waiter yeah. 2000 bucks again." Yeah. Like, you, you know? were great the way you served our salads. Yeah. We don't we don't have to, to our bar. You don't you don't have to get into it, but have you ever been asked into a marriage on the road? That, no, well, no. Or at least a threesome? Um yeah, we have been asked. Okay, oh, like wait, everybody. Wait, 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 let me let me defer, let me detour. Tell the bear story. The bear story. Oh, 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 yeah. What that was like. I'll just say real quick. I've been asked plenty of times, like after sure. the show, when you're out there shaking hands or you're selling something. Like people. I know it's really hot in here, Dave. Like, Sorry about that. Man. Like like in Columbus, Ohio, there was this couple, and they were like, "Well, Super we're staying sure. right over the Columbus Funny Bones. There, we're staying right over there at the hotel." It's like, "Oh, cool. It's a nice hotel." It's like, so if you like the party. We were, you know, that whole, and we're right, like, right. Got it. They kept saying, so if you like the prize, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I enjoy a good birthday yeah. party. No, um, no, no. And there was one other time, there, well, there's I know the thing that Dave's talking about, there's one other time I was doing the Daytona Bonkers, and you're in the hotel, you're in the top of the hotel doing the show there. And then this couple was like, same thing, was like, oh my God, you were so funny. Da, 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 da. You, do you want to hang out? Like, do you want to smoke some pot after the show? I go, sure. Yeah, okay. Like, um, I barely do drugs now, but I was like, Super in the drugs then. So. Right, right. <laughs> so I was like, we point, so, we point no fingers on the show. <laughs> so she's like, they're like, oh yeah, we're in the hotel here. You just come to our room. I was like, all right, cool. I go, I come down to the room. I go to my room. I get some a beer. I drink a beer. I'm walking down with the beer. I go knock on the door. I get in and I sit down and literally like, he goes, look, you're not having sex with my wife. Just so you know, I go, didn't you just ask me to smoke? Like, I, I didn't know we what is we're sm- doing this jump. I was like, so then I'm just sitting there awkwardly smoking a joint with him. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like my room. This is cool. it's like no conversation. Like, I want to uh, leave. Got a co- you guys got a coffee but maker too. Awesome. I, I think what uh, that's the thing you're talking about. Okay, so I did the, yeah. the Tampa Improv, and um, I uh, I saw this is sell a shirt. It says "Eat Babies" on it. There's a little bit. Eat like, babies. Eat babies. Okay. I'm sorry. I know Do you, you have, have one. The monitor. What? Uh, eat baby T-shirt here with you. I don't have one with me now. Oh, I'd, I'd love one. Oh yeah, I can give you one. Right, yeah, yeah I, got, sure. I still. I, I'm trying to get rid of them. I'm, not, I'm trying not to do. The, I've okay. done the bid for so long. I'm, I'll I'm give done. you a Road Stories T-shirt for it. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. It's a deal. So, um, the this guy was like this big dude came over and was really into. Oh man, I need a biggest size. And he was just really like, oh man, you're so funny and da da da. And I was like, hey, here's my card and you know and so stay in touch, whatever and. He was just really felt like he was a big fan, you know? Yeah, and yeah. So then I get back. Was he? And then I, th- I wonder if I still have the email. No, I don't think I have it. Clint. But it said, like, the subject line was woof. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it basically said, because I had it, I had it, at the time I was doing a joke about, I think, gay marriage. And, uh -huh. gay and he goes, I know you said you weren't gay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I think you, that I, I think you'd make a really cute bear cub. <laughs> and his name was Biker Bear Ron. <laughs> and he goes, love hugs and kisses. If you're ever interested, love hugs and kisses, Biker Bear Ron. Wait, Biker Bear Ron? Biker Bear Ron. I he's think one of my listeners. Oh, Biker yeah, yeah. Bear hey, Ron. Hey, come out of the closet. The one percenter. No, he's out of the closet. Yeah, he's, he came out a while and, ago. Um, and 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 Al, Al Jackson and I used to do a podcast. We're actually starting up again this week. By and since uh, what's what podcast? But uh, what's what? We have Matteo Lane on there, who is uh, is he's a comic that's he's on a lot of stuff now. But he's he's gay. He's openly gay. And we were talking about different types of of. You know, bears versus twinks. And sure. And he said, "Woof" is how you greet another bear. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. It seems weird because that's what a dog would do. You think it'd yeah. be like rah or something. <laughs> what if you go? So I was just like, "Why does it say woof at the beginning?" Let me open this email. It's like so much like subculture. You thought maybe I was gonna, yeah. So I love it. It's my show is educational. Is yeah. what I I love about so it. So I you know I could have and he was with another man. So I'm assuming we could have had a nice uh, a big old yeah bear big old threesome. romp is what yeah. they call that. <laughs> that would have been my my foray into the gay sex world. Um, yeah. I I've been asked a few times. Uh, yeah. Right. Which. Could only mean that there's a lot of open marriages out there, which yeah. could only mean that's got to be the reason the divorce rate's so high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to I'm not being pious or saying you know like your lifestyle's different or wrong or whatever, but yeah. I don't know, man. There sure, was, no, yeah. There I was agree this with you. Um, there was this dude who used to come to the Fort Lauderdale Improv. Like he was a regular. He'd come almost every weekend, and he'd be with like one lady for a couple months, and then uh, you could tell they were. He was just a big swinger. I think he was married, but him and his chick were a swinger. That's what right. it was. Yeah. And so I didn't realize this at first. I just thought they were uh, just a, a regulars, you know? They just love the improv. They'd always sit right up front and everything. Right. And so his wife is this bleach blonde, you know, fake boobs, all this stuff. Uh, she's like, um, oh, I'm glad you're here. I, just, I was thinking about you this week. I, I, I wanted to tell you something. I'm like, oh, all right. And I, at this point, didn't really recognize them, you know? Like, I was like, this is maybe the second time I'd seen them. I'm like, oh, sure. yeah, okay. These are, these are those people. So anyways, so she's like, I was thinking about this week, and I'm like, oh, really? All right. Strange. Why? And she's like, so you know that joke you do about OnStar? And I go, yeah, yeah, of course. And she's like, so I'm at the gym the other day. And she's like, and he's at work. And while I'm at the gym, when I work out, sometimes I just get so horny. And I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Right? Like, <laughs> and she's at the bar. She's not telling this like quietly or nothing. She's right. just telling me this story. And now I'm listening, and people were in earshot. The whole staff's looking at Yeah, you exactly, now. right? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like right there too, you know? And so she's like, so she's like, I decided that I was so horny, I had to go out to my van and take care of it, right? So she goes out, and she's like, so I go out, and I always keep a little rabbit in my van. And she's like, so rabbit then, vibrator? Yeah. Okay. So she's like... Uh, Actual rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've been out of the game a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been married Murray, a long time. It's really been married a long time. Yeah. So she's like, so I was Get taking care of... No, she's, like, <laughs> she's like, I was taking care of myself. And uh, she's like, and then this guy who works out in my gym all the time is a police officer. And uh, he just happened to pull in and see my van and walked over to say hi and tapped on my glass. And I looked over and he was there. And I had to roll down the thing, and he's like, hey, did you work out yet? Are you coming in or out? Do, do, do. And then he heard the vibrating, and he was like, uh, what are you doing? And she was like, um... And he's like, oh, my God. This is know. a penthouse forum story? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stuff I read when I was a kid. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm giving you the shorter version, if you can believe that. She right. drew it out big time. 
And uh, she's like, is it a problem? Are you gonna are you gonna rat on me? And he reached in, grabbed the vibrator, licked it, and said, It's our little secret. And I'm like, You got that from my OnStar joke? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, this is a very minimal like, That's so funny because that was what I was doing the like, whole time. I was like, when's OnStar, yeah, when's OnStar coming? Yeah, coming in? Like literally my OnStar joke, the only <laughs> parallel is that a police officer taps on the glass. There's a like, car. You know? There's a car. Yeah. yeah, there's a car involved. And yeah. then uh and then I just was like, I think she's just like trying to Invite me onto their band or some shit. Like I think she was. First of all, who licks a vibrator? And then it's like that's our secret. Oh, it was disturbing in, yeah, in yeah. several levels. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but there's you know people. Hey, people. Florida. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, all right, man. You guys, thank you so much for coming by today. This is awesome. Yeah, sure. yeah uh, we Dave? didn't even we didn't even get to Forrest having fleas in his hotel room in oh, Daytona yeah. or nothing. I was thinking of the one where oh. I, I almost got. You know, to detained in another country. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Caribbean. Right. To yeah. be continued another time. <laughs> oh, I want to hear the detained, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll I just looked at my clock. My kid's not getting right. for 40 minutes. So, Well, I'll, I'll tell my my portion, and then you tell your portion. We'll make it quick. Okay. You know, there's no rush on my end. All right. Okay. Go so on. there was this gig for a while that just popped up uh, down in the Caribbean. It was in Grand Cayman Island. And uh, and so I got booked to go with another comic. They, they'd send two people down at a time. And uh, I got this whole email uh, right before I left. And mind you, we won't name names, but it was being booked by a supposedly reputable uh, booker, I would say. Uh, maybe that's the sure. wrong word. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say so. Yeah, it's someone who's, who's uh, prominent in the industry. Let's put it that way. Okay, sure. So, uh, so I get this email, though, and it says, hey, when you get, your, uh, you get your, your customs paperwork, just click that you're there for personal reasons. <laughs> so basically, none of it was permitted or anything, right. and then the the islands are very tight on that kind of stuff. So me and this other comic had to pretend like we were just buddies traveling down to Grand Cayman for two nights, just to have a little quick guy getaway. You sure. Know? And uh, we did woof. everything, and then woof, yeah. Who were you there with? I was there with Dean Napolitano. Oh yeah. And, and the whole weekend was just full of calamity. Uh, but like, there's no guns in Grand Cayman Island, mm -hmm. and then like the week before there had been a shooting, and it was this whole big thing. So now there was like it's not a big island. No, it's where everybody launders their money. In the yeah, house, yeah, I, yeah. I it's saw, a, it's I filled saw with the banks. firm. Yeah. I saw the firm. Yeah, but it's when you go there, when you're driving around, it's just banks everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. So, yeah. And there was uh, so now it was this dude doing um show. He was trying to start comedy at a sports bar basically, but they had no idea how to do comedy, mm -hmm. and no one had taught them. So we get there, and because of the whole gun thing and people going around with like automatic weapons, uh, there was only like, and the, they didn't promote it, so there was only because he was doing it illegally. So there was only <laughs> like seven people at the show, and they were drunk tourists. And uh, I did like thirty minutes. I stumbled through opening for Dean, and the whole time you were on a dance floor, which was lower than the people oh. watching it. And then the DJ kept popping in uh, sound effects. You know, during your like, punchlines, right? yeah. So, so I'd be doing like a joke about like like video games, and then he'd do like the Pac Man and I'm like, You're not helping, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> and there's no one's paying it's attention, anyway. Caribbean, they don't know, yeah. they're just like, and oh, you're, This is good, right? you're sweating because you're wearing <laughs> jeans, and it's like July, right, and yeah. like, you know, like, and we're uh, adding to the show, right. And this and this dude, uh, you know, we had to pay for all our food, and food was expensive down there. And this, oh, God, and this crazy chick, we were walking down the sidewalk one day, and this lady, <laughs> I'm walking next to Dean, and I'm, we're talking and deep in conversation, and this lady walks past us on the sidewalk, and all of a sudden, Dean just screams. He's like, "Son of a bitch!" 
And I'm like, I turn around, and Dean's just frozen like he saw a ghost. And this lady was like an old homeless lady, and she had no teeth, and she was like licking her chops at him, like, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? She's like, that lady basically just shoved her hand down my pants. Like, oh, she grabbed my dick as we walked by. And I'm dying laughing because I've never seen this guy so uncomfortable in my life. Uh, and so then that night, he brings it up on stage, and he's like, dude, this lady grabbed my dick. And then... Everyone in the crowd goes, Crazy Alice. <laughs> <laughs> you met Crazy Alice. Like, you know, just walks around grabbing people's. Anyways, it was a calamity of a weekend, right? right, right? right. It was just a big, you feel bad complaining about a weekend in Grand Cayman, but it was sure. all this crazy shit happened, and we ended up probably negative money after we bought yeah. cheeseburgers and stuff. Right. So then Forrest was supposed to go down the following weekend. Well, I did. I yeah. went down. I was actually supposed to go with Al Jackson, who has been mentioned 10 times in this episode. Now. <laughs> we'll wrap uh, it up at yeah. 11. Uh, <laughs> And um, he had to cancel it, and the booker had sent all the information to him. I never got an email with the information on, hey, where you're going to be staying, and this and that, right. whatever. And the comic that was going with me is Malik Sanin, who's out here as well. Another very funny, very, very funny yeah. person from Miami that lives out here. Cool. Um, so we get on the plane separately. Uh, he's up front. I'm in the back of the plane. And then we start to land. They're like, <laughs> we're landing Greg Cameron, so fill out your customs forms, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And we get to the part like where you're staying, and I'm like, I have no clue where we're staying. And we're like landing, so I'm like, I'm just gonna put a hotel because now I'm freaking out because I didn't even know to check business or, or not. Yeah, that's business. what got you in trouble. So, no, 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 no. I I checked no, not business. I was like, right. I'm like, all right, not business because I don't know what the hell's going on. And I'm looking out the window. I'm like, for like a Holiday Inn or something. There's none of that shit there <laughs> at all. There's nothing. If I would have put like like Hyatt place, they would have been like, we don't have those right. places here. Should have put I'm Wells Fargo. So I leave it blank, and I'm like, I'm gonna run and get Malik. But you're getting off the plane. You get off the plane like. You know, like like dictators that you know, like on the staircase, yeah. you waved everybody. You just walk across the tarmac, and I couldn't catch up to him. He's through customs already, so I just leave it blank. I'm the last person on the last plane in that day, and I get to the customs lady, and she goes, "What? It says where are you staying?" And I said, "I don't know." And she goes, "What do you mean you don't know?" I go, "I I don't know where I'm staying. My friend's picking me up. I had that guy's number." I go, we'll "Go, who's that?" I'm like, "Oh, Joshua." And she goes, "Joshua." I was like. You can't possibly know who that is just from when they. <laughs> this is like going along with this. Like everybody knows it. Right, right. Yeah. She goes, write his number down here. And I write the number. She goes, oh, yeah, Joshua. That's how she said it. I go, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, she goes, and she's like, wait right here. And there's that wall of just mirrored windows. Yeah. I'm standing just for 40 minutes just by myself. And I'm like, this is not good. There's no way they're going to come out after 40 minutes. Like, welcome to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah. Everything's like, I'm, I'm fucked. Copacetic. Meanwhile, Malik and then the guy, Joshua, they're out front. On, who knows what they're thinking, you know? And th this lady comes out, different lady comes out with my passport and everything. And she goes, this, this is exactly how she says. She goes, well, we were going to put you in jail for the night. That's the first thing she says. I go, and you're in another country now. This is not right. you're fucking around. This is so Midnight I, Express. Like you can't call your, you know, this is like, they're, they're, they live for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have an American. Gonna, you know, and, and I go, and she goes, you're not supposed to work. They're not, they don't have a work permit for this place, and they're not supposed to do it. And if there's a show at this club tonight, we're coming no. with... The, the line, agents and we're shutting it down. I remember the line you said, "If you tell one joke, yeah, yeah, while you were on this <laughs> island, if you tell one joke, <laughs> you're going to jail." Yeah. Like, I was like, "I don't tell." She I'm kept your passport, she right? Goes, yeah. She so she walks me to the front to meet, and these these two guys are like this. I'm like, dude, they're already mad at me. I haven't I haven't been able to explain my story yet, so they hate me. Right? They think I've fucked everything. Sure, up. sure. So they're like, go to the counter. They, she walks us to the counter, buy them airplane tickets tomorrow morning to leave this island. So he has to shell out like. Like fifteen hundred, like you know, wow. whatever it was, for one ways, like you know, and I get in the car and the, and the guy's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Dude, I didn't get any information." That I, like this guy's angry at me. They sure. take me to that bar and there's a big dude, right? 
He's playing pool. Yeah. This big, giant dude, scary dude. They're all mad at me, and we call the booker. And I go, call her. She didn't give me any information. I didn't know what to put. What should I have? Should I have lied? Whatever. And then we get the booker on speaker, and she goes, oh, shit. Like, she goes, <laughs> you're right, which was good for me. At yeah. least it was like, I was like off the hook. And basically, the, they, they, this is what they told us. You have to be here at 5 in the morning, get your passport, and leave the country, or you're going to jail. You wow. tell one joke, you're going to jail. Da, da, da. So Saint, we literally had a date. It was just me and Malik that had like a <laughs> nice a, a $500 dinner or whatever. Because they, they, if you have American money there, I remember I bought a bag of pretzels and I, it said whatever it was. for the, And I'm like, How's, how, how much change do I get? And they're like, no, nah, this is good. That's how they do it. Just They take the yeah. $10. Yeah, just round good. it to whatever you oh, have in your the pocket. They're like, nah, we're good. Like, like, I heard Dave got your passport. So yeah. <laughs> it was the night of the Duke well, Butler, if you're NCAA, we're tied back in the sports again. If you're a sports fan, it was the Duke Butler championship game. We watched it there in the Cayman Islands when Malik woke up. They didn't pay us. They said, oh, they'll pay you when they get back to the States. We didn't get paid, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we showed up at 5 a.m. and they're like, oh, customs office doesn't open until 6 30. Oh, like, these motherfuckers fuckers. are fucking, you know. So we're waiting there, all these track, they had a big track meet there. Get back to the States finally. And then I remember I, I called the booker and she goes, ah, oh, well, this is what she told me. She goes, to make it up, to make it up to you, if you want to drive up to West Palm Beach, it's an hour and a half away from us. If you want to drive up to West Palm Beach tonight, there's a gig that you can MC for 50 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> man, always a silver lining. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to go back to the Cayman Islands either. There's a red flag on my thing. Really? If I went there, it would have to be serious red tape I'd have to cut through. Like, this, this motherfucker's coming here to tell jokes. He's not coming, not telling any jokes well, on our island. Dude, they made so much money off of me. I think they were still okay in the long run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the, we ran up a, like just drinking beers, shooting pool there at the end of the night. When we were getting ready to leave, they gave us our tab, and it was like 80 bucks. And I'm like, you guys are going to charge us? They <laughs> flew us here <laughs> to drink your beer and your bar? Like, you know? yeah. They're like, just give us 100 American. It, it yeah. works hey, out. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. So that place is still going strong? No, no. That was, that was the end <laughs> that of it. That was, that was the end. You, you shut it down? Well, yeah, yeah, because these people. And the were government like, shut it down. Yeah. They could have easily, the easily gotten the work permit. Fork it wasn't was even a puppet. Didn't cost money. They just didn't want to wait to get the work permit. Really? Yeah. So it was huh. just laziness. On yeah, the I guess part so. Of the well, at least you didn't get your dick grabbed. <laughs> I would have crazy, crazy. But crazy Alice would have gotten something out of it. Didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for coming. I'm glad uh, David's headed out tomorrow, right? Or yeah, man, back to Florida tomorrow. Actually, for how long? I go to Florida for a week. Is this going to be posted this week? No, this won't go up for another week or two. All right. Well, I'll be back in South Florida, actually, if anyone's listening. Uh, October 3rd, uh, I'm recording my second CD in the back, the Gleason Room of the Fillmore Theater, a very historic theater on South Beach. Oh, awesome. It'll be uh, Saturday, October 3rd. Good for you. Go out and see that, all you Floridians. Drive nine hours from Sarasota. Do it. Huh? I know my Floridian. uh, That's about five. All right. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Captain Google Maps over here. Where are you going to be? (laughs) Um, I'm going to be in town for a while, but I guess uh, uh, September 9th through the 12th, I'll be at the San Francisco Punchline. Okay, great. That's a great club if you guys live in the area. Sure. That's only five hours from L.A. Yeah, it's like like half of Florida. Yeah, half of Florida. And we love Molly up there. Yes. Molly's great. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening. Um, uh, If you haven't written a review on the uh, 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 iTunes, please do so. Thank you for the the ones that just popped up. They're great. It it helps the show a lot. Uh, Follow me at Murray V on Twitter. Uh, I, I'm still in town. I'm not hitting the road till the fall. Um, pick up my uh, album Rusty Cow on iTunes, Amazon, or for a hard copy, you can get it here uh, at murrayvaleriano.com. Um, do I just like hate doing plugs? This is the worst, and I never do it. So I just 
I write them all down and then I just read them at the end. I got a friend that owns a frame shop in Miami too. If you know anything framed, <laughs> <laughs> oh. let me tell you something. Framing. I do actually have a friend that owns a frame shop. Yeah. Framing and candles. Yeah. Two biggest fucking scams out there. My whole house, all my artwork's framed in my house because my friend owns a frame shop. So yeah, he's basically. probably he's probably just fucking rolling in the money. Well, yeah. hey man, uh, he's probably anyone... got he's probably got like fucking ho- uh, seahorse mailboxes. <laughs> if you need does. to get your frame, um, you know, home in a reliable fashion, Williamson Cadillac on Kendall Drive at 104th. Always great deals. Uh, Williamson Cadillac 6707100. Oh, oh, yeah. My oh, friend well, just started a food truck, too. I'm just kidding. For fuck's <laughs> sake. Oh, Jesus Christ. Plugs! All right. Jesus. All right. Hey, you guys, come see these guys when they come to your town. They're awesome. Thanks so much for doing it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Woof. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. Drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.